Good morning, comic fans. It is your Uncle Fish back again, just like every Tuesday and Thursday morning. I'm back with my brand new art stream, School of Fish. I'm glad to be here with you. I'm excited to roll up a new character today and see what we get. Always drawing something crazy, always drawing something new. I got to tell you, brothers and sisters, I really dig the character that we came up with last week. And I wanted to, if we can, just take a second and look at this amazing time lapse of this character. We rolled up water powers and being able to oppose and mimic other people's powers. And so we came up with this awesome idea for like a monk type character that has spent her whole life studying her water powers and they're so powerful that she could just easily end people if she wanted to so she spent her whole life training to control that power and just use it in defense to deflect and you know put people off guard she usually uses her powers to try and heal and bring life and water the gardens and you know all these kinds of amazing things she's an old old sister that's been in this for a long time she was a hippie she was in the black power movement she she can often be found out in the parks doing what looks like tai chi but she's practicing her moves and if you get in her way she's powerful you are not going to take her down but oh i love this character i love the way she came out i want her to be my grandma i'm oh i'm just digging it and I tried some new stuff on the background to see how that would come out. And I dig it. I dig the way it came out. And actually, that inspired my good friend Katie after seeing that and realizing that, like, I take pictures of things and use them for uh, textures in my drawings and stuff. She ended up sending me some awesome pictures of some of her textures. And I actually use some in the book that I'm working on to like, she had some really cool concrete textures and I kind of applied that to some of the concrete backgrounds in the book I'm working on right now, showed it to her. It came out really cool. Um, so yeah, we're going to be rolling up a new character today. We're going to be seeing what we come up with live. I'm just trying to kill a little time here, tell a little bit of stories, keep people interested until we can get a few more people in. Cause Everybody keeps coming on and saying, oh, Uncle Fishy, I missed you roll up your new character. I missed you working with your awesome new dice tower. How did I miss that, Uncle Fishy? Ooh, ah, check out the dice tower. Ooh, Man-at-Arms is protecting it. Nobody's going to get past me. And Merman comes up, I'm going to get you. So my wife had bought me all these little He-Man figures from the dollar store. And, you know, there's no better way to show off your He-Man figures than to make a really cool uh, Castle Grayskull dice tower. You know, that's the move. That's the way you got to go. It's Valentine's Day. I got to show her that I love her and I love the stuff that she gets me. So what better way to show her I love her than to make a giant mess of the house for, like, three weeks while I carved this thing out of foam and painted it. And the thing is, it probably actually only took me like two real days to do, but finding the time to take off to do it, I had to chisel out little bits here and there from the jobs that I was working on. And like, you know, okay, I'm going to stop a little early tonight and I'm going to carve on this for a while. And I'm going to try and clean as I go. 
But I got to tell you, there's still little bits of foam around that pink foam, man. It gets everywhere. That XPS, those little chips are staticky. Stick to everything. Stick to the leather furniture. Throw it in the trash can and static will make it hop right back out. It's it's a wonderful thing. That's why I used to do this stuff outdoors, but it was a little cold. And so, yeah, I'm pretty proud of the way it came out. It's pretty cool. Um, we're going to roll up a new character today. We are going to roll up a new character from scratch. We're going to roll up how many powers they're going to have. I'm thinking because the, um, let me get that closed down and let me turn on the power generator. We can do a single power. We can do groups of two, three, four, five. It's as high as it goes. And well, it's, it's a little physically impossible to get a good five-sided dice. That's going to be fair. So I'm going to try a six-sided dice for a little bit and see what happens. If we get a six, then we're just going to do all five and see how it goes. Or maybe we'll add in one of the other modifier tables or something if we get six. Really, if we get five, that's going to be kind of a pain because trying to figure out how to make five different powers work together, yeesh, that's tough. Um, all right, let's see. Oh, you know what? I forgot about it, but I'm also going to need me probably an old 20-sided dice. Because, you know, once we get how many powers we're going to have, your Uncle Fishy loves the red dice. Loves the red and the green. I love my Christmas dice. I got all color dice, but I love my Christmas dice. That's true. Um, so once we get how many powers... Then we're going to pull up that chart, and then it lists all these groups of three, four, whatever powers. And then we're going to roll to see which one of those groups we have to use. And that's going to make it really difficult because I don't just get to pick the ones that are fun. I got to stick with it. So while we're talking for a second, check it out. Yonka Fisher got his head polished last night, got my beard all trimmed up. Ooh, I look 50 years younger. Ooh, I look 85 if I look a day. I'm so sexy. Ooh, look at that shine on the head. It's Valentine's Day, you know, and you got you to gotta come correct with your beautiful new wife. So, you know, and from what I hear on the street, women love a shiny head. So I had to go get it polished last night and, you know, be all sexified. Take my wifey out. All right, let's see. We are going to switch over to the Tower Grayskull cam. Maximize that old cam. Gonna leave oh He-Man in the way because I want to see what happens. We're gonna drop in ye old six-sided. Booyah, baby. Look at that right there. We got us a big fat number two. Oh, Gray Skull dropped a big fat number two on us. So we are gonna go to the chart over here and we're gonna drop it into groups of two. And we got running from gangs and a genetic experiment wait a minute oh we're on accents duh fishy we in the wrong one all right let's see i'm gonna switch it back to groups two i'm gonna re-roll it because this is the same one that we had last week um light armor el stinko thank you for that power i appreciate y'all making that suggestion uh plant empathy and control energy generation okay we got all these cool powers here grouped up into groups of two and it goes 
Jiminy Cricket. It goes all the way up to 50. All the way up to 50. Um, you know what we could do? You know, if we were we were being macho macho, man. Let's see. I don't want to take out the opportunity of getting a one either. So we'll roll the old 10-sided twice for percentile. We'll see what we get. Six. That's going to have to be our back number because we don't have 60 options. And nine. Okay, that didn't work either way. So let's roll a 20-sided and see what we get. Oh, He-Man, you trying to hide the numbers from us? Are you scared of the number 12, He-Man? Why are you afraid of 12? What's 12 got in the store for us, He-Man? That's what I want to know. Let's get over here and roll on down to 12 and see what He-Man is trying to protect us from. Draw water from the air and a mechanical genius. By God, He-Man, I think he was right. I think you were protecting us for a reason from that one because I don't know what we're going to do with that. Draw water from the air and a mechanical genius. We did roll a six and a nine. So let's just see what the six was and the nine was just to see, just to see, just because, you know, we rolled it. Turn into an animal, roll for familiar and cause auditory hallucinations. Porter generation technopath. I've done this, but. I tell you what, I'm here to tell you, boys and girls, that number six looks kind of sexy to me. And we did roll that first. Yeah, I'm not cheap. We rolled that first. And if we get an animal familiar, we get to turn into an animal. We're talking like were critters. Ooh, I dig that. We did roll it first. Focus up camera. We got action to do here. All right. And you know what we get to do if we do that? If we do that. We got to come over here and let's see. We got to roll on the familiar table. So let's see what we get. Turn, turn, turn. Let's see. Give us something good. A fox. All right. All right. We turn into a fox. Let's let's add a power modifier in here just to keep it interesting. Just to see what we're going to do here. Easily loses control. Ooh, I dig that. All right, let's let's add an accent and just see what happens here. Let, let's let's go to the single spinner and see what we get with this. Okay, tall. Now that's something that I was one. Oh, I dig that. I'm glad I rolled for that, and I'll tell you why. Because as I'm sitting here thinking, like. Oh, hey, look, oh, Katie's in the house. She got done walking the dogs and came in to say hello. Hello, Katie. Glad you're here. To tell you what we're up to, we just rolled up. Let me, okay, well, let me pull you back over here so we can see it. For the superpowers, we rolled up, turn into an animal familiar, and we had to roll for that, and cause auditory hallucinations. And then for the animal familiar, we got fox. Now, my first thought is... I'm a firm believer. I kind of dig the idea of, I read it in a book somewhere. It was a, you know, it was a fantasy book. It was set in like a modern day times, but magic and werewolves and all this stuff was commonplace and normal. I don't remember what the book series was. Katie probably knows. And 
and they made a big point about the conservation of mass in were creatures so like you know if you were a werewolf you were a smaller man that would transform into a wolf and your mass would stay the same there was a guy that was a were tiger and when he transformed back into a man he was a very very fat man because almost too fat to walk because he had all this mass so that he could be like you know a 600 pound tiger when he transformed and there were people that were like foxes and they were like very little people when they transformed back into people. But when we were rolling, we get the old, you know, accent of being tall as, you know, one of the little additives that I have. So, all right, Sarah made it in time to see the dice tower. Good for you, girl. Proud of you. Katie says she doesn't recognize that, but it makes a lot of sense. I remember also one of the things that they had in, like you could buy your broomsticks to fly on from like Chevy and Cadillac and the were creatures would have like a polarized light. I remember the werewolf in the book would cover himself with a cloak and then flash this polarized light that would trigger his transformation, like the polarized light coming from the moon. I don't know why. But I remember this stuff. I can't remember what I talked about with my wife three days ago, but this I remember. And so I kind of like that idea. And I was thinking, oh, this is going to have to be somebody small. But we got the accent role of them being tall. So I'm thinking this person turns into a very large fox, which would be very cool. How are we going to incorporate the auditory hallucinations? I'm thinking on top, and this is how Young Confucius does it. This is live. This is off the cuff. I don't have this stuff pre-rolled. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I'm thinking once you transform into a fox and you can no longer speak and all this stuff, you the auditory hallucinations are A, how you can communicate with people, and they hear this like ghostly dancing voice coming from I don't really know where as this fox is looking at them, but also can transmit other sounds to be creepy and scary and to throw you off and to throw the sounds of animals scurrying around you or kids laughing in the distance or rocks falling or footsteps so that they can really throw off the person that it's around to be really intimidating. Ooh! Oh! Okay, now, hear me out. There are so many like fox spirits in, you know, like Native American lore and Japanese lore and stuff, you know, and like nine tailed foxes and all this stuff. What if this genome for Green Zone is like, say, fifth generation descendant of like a spirit fox? Like, you know, like say that nine tailed fox was my great, great, great grandma. And, you know, so they can transform into a fox. They can create these auditory hallucinations and stuff and turn into this like spirit being fox, very large fox. Oh, that's cool. And we're 16 minutes into the show and I've already come up with, you know, an idea like this. So, you know, you wonder why I come up with stuff so fast. There were cool spirit foxes in the game Jade Empire. That's awesome. 
A little tip from behind the scenes. If you ever wonder why I keep moving my head around like this to read the stuff that's on the screen, that's because to try to be a good Uncle Fishy and to try and look like I'm looking into the camera when I'm talking to y'all and not be looking down here all of the time, which I look down here a lot when I'm working, but to try and look at the camera while I'm talking to y'all, I have a tripod right in the middle of the screen that I'm looking at that holds the camera up at my eye level. So I can, hey, it's your Uncle Fishy. How you doing? Da, 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 da. Follow us on Twitch, network, you know, all that stuff, YouTube, Facebooks, all of the places. And it looks like I'm looking into it, but there's a bar right down the middle of the screen that I can't see. So, you know, I can, like, I can see both of my eyes right now on either side of that bar, but sometimes when I got to read, you'd catch me looking around from side to side. So there you go. A little behind the scenes magic. Now you know why your Uncle Fishy is so weird. Um, all right, let's get over here. And we are going to start sharing. Fishtastic Wonder Screen. We're going to turn off Tower Grayscope. We are going to turn off the Wheel of Powers. And we're going to come over here to where the action's fixing to happen, Jackson. I'm here to tell you, we are fixing to be drawing us some spirity foxies. Do, 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 do. wonder if somebody makes a clear acrylic tripod for stuff like that. I tell you what, my beloved Zach. Let me show you. Let me tell you something. They absolutely do make a little clear thing that'll hang off of your, your screen and hold your little camera right there in the middle for you. And it's very expensive. I mean, for me, I actually have some acrylic. I could try and make one. I haven't had the time to do it. Um, and then there's another one that they make that's really fancy that I really like. That's a little device that sits up on top of the screen and it has a very thin little wire arm and a very small little webcam that points at you. That's right in the middle of the screen and you can adjust it. And it's just a little dot and a little wire. It's so awesome. It's like $365 or something. Last time I checked, I can't afford that until our channel starts making more money. Y'all need to start subscribing and liking and following and commenting and sharing to all your friends and say, hey, come subscribe to School of Fish on the Agents of Geekdom Network so we can start getting monetized, make some money. We can buy everybody fancy, expensive cameras instead of having tripods in the middle of the screen. I'm just saying, I do it for you. <laughs> I'm such a goober. Oh, you got to love me. All right, let's see.
on. Because I gotta have my little face over there. Wouldn't be the same if I didn't have my little face in the corner. Am I quiet? Because I'm usually not quiet. Let me see here. Um, is that any better? Can you hear me better now? Or is it still quiet? Hello, hello, hello. Testing, testing, testing. All right. Well, I was turning the volume down on my headset earlier because it was too loud. And I guess I turned down the volume on my microphone too. I did not know that was a thing. So, all right. Let's get in here to the world of Foxtown. Got your foxy Uncle Fishy going to draw a foxy character. Because that's how we do. Let's see. And I always, I don't know why I do it. I don't know why it's the method to my madness. But I always draw with a black pen on a screen, on a page layer that's turned to blue for the layer color i could just use a blue pencil i don't i don't really know why i do it this way every rare once in a while like my second pass of pencils will be so good i can just turn around and use it for inks so i can turn off that and it's a black layer but i've done that maybe three times like most of the time I end up inking over it on another layer. So I really don't know why I do that, but occasionally it comes in handy to be able to, you know, take it from blue and take it back to black. So I like having the option. All right. Now we can't just draw a Fox. We need to draw a person too. And so we get the fun of drawing the transformation. Okay, Fox has a long pointy nose, very slender, big ears. Lots of people in green zone have pointed ears, so that won't be hard. And I'm going to make, we got that, that accent of being tall, so I'm going to make this person tall and thin too and have them turn into a tall and thin fox, like spirit fox, like not a, not a real fox, but like, you know, maybe even like tangible or something. You know, I haven't quite decided yet. You know, that's the, that's the glory of making it up as you go along. You get to do whatever you feel like. Strike wherever your fancy takes you. My fancy likes to take me all over the place. You know, my first inclination is, of course, to make it female because everybody does female spirit fox characters that are going to, you know, manipulate the men and carry them away and kill them or whatever, you know, fall in love with them and they're going to die because, you know, you're so, so sexy they can't quit thinking about you and you know, so I think I'm going to flip the script and make it a dude. Maybe I'll make it a very pretty dude. Um, so, okay, we got the beginnings of a tall, thin figure. I'm going to shrink them down a little bit because I really want to make this fox pretty tall. 
Katie says, Femboy Fox. There you go. If we're going to have some crazy old spirit creatures in here, we might as well, you know, take it to the limit. If y'all give me just a second here, I am going to try and drop out of this. All right, because my phone is still giving me, when I'm using my phone for the tower cam, it's still giving me a little bit of an echo, and that just really throws me off. It starts to trigger my old Tourette syndrome and whatnot. And by the way, just a reminder for those of you who don't know, your Uncle Fishy has some Tourette syndrome, and every once in a while you might hear me yell out something rather stupid occasionally everybody just assumes that Tourette syndrome is the swearing disease and i absolutely understand why people think that because that's that's a very easy shorthand and that's very funny for you know movies that are making fun of us and whatnot but that's a very small part of a very large condition that's like saying Oh, cancer is the disease that makes your health, hair fall out. Well, no. Like, you know, lots of people, cancer treatment might make them go bald, but not everybody does. And not everybody that has cancer goes bald. And not everybody that is bald has cancer. No, I'm pretty sure that cancer is the bald disease. I should know. My mom had it. Like, that's not the way it works. But... A lot of us do have the subcondition of corporalia where we will yell at inappropriate things, which can be swear words, can be ugly racial slurs, can be just yelling out yellow rubber tugboat like I do a lot. But every once in a while, I will yell out something stupid, usually very childish, like stuff that's been stuck in my head since I was 10 years old. And so I will tick out you know, very weird things sometimes, but most of the time I just make faces and twitch and, you know, things like that. I have more trouble with suddenly, you know, going blind because I can't open my eyes or suddenly not being able to speak. That is a much more common, bigger issue for me, having trouble walking, things like that, than, you know, then yelling out random inappropriate things, which I do do, but like the being able to speak and walk part is a much bigger issue usually for me personally than, oops, I'm a selection tool set wrong. Had it to subtract instead of add. So, but just a heads up for those of y'all who don't know me as well as like say Katie and Sarah know me because you know, we see each other all the time. Uh, I definitely will sometimes yell out something stupid or make really crazy faces or, you know, Twitch and I'm not making fun of people. I'm not making light of anybody. I'm not imitating anybody. That's just me, baby. That's just the way I are. And the way I are are special. All right. 
Come on, catch up with me, baby. Let's let's give this an old save. Because you know what your Uncle Fishy did. Oh, boys and girls, it's story time. All right. Everybody tuck back and sip on your chilled lattes or your hot chocolates or your bangers and mash or whatever it is you, you're enjoying this morning. And listen up while Uncle Fishy tells you a story about what happened two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, I had my friend, my beloved buddy, Kyron Silva, on the show. And we talked and had fun, talked about the book he's working on with Sean Babor. And we talked about artwork while I colored a picture that I had drawn the week before because I really wanted to show y'all how I color and show you the tips and tricks and stuff. And we talked a lot about textures and stuff. And Katie sent me some cool textures after that and all kinds of things. And the coloring was really coming along. I was really proud of the way it was coming. I showed off a bunch of cool techniques and everything. We had a really fun conversation after the show. Me and my buddy Kyron sat there talking for probably 20 minutes after just, just having fun talking about the way we set up at cons, all kinds of stuff. And then I get done. I go in there and I kiss my grandbabies and I go to the bathroom and I have some lunch, all those things. And then, you know, I get to work, blah, 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 come back the next day. And I'm like, you know what? I need to get the time-lapse video from that artwork. And I need to, you know, get that and make a video about it. Cause I think they'll do well on the TikToks and the Facebooks and the YouTubes and the MySpaces and wherever. So I go to get it. I forgot to save it, baby. So what I've got is the inks and the flats. And all the coloring work that I put into it, it's all gone, baby, because I forgot to save. And it's set to automatically save. That's the thing that gets me. It's set to automatically save. It's set to back up to my OneDrive. I'm pretty sure I saved it when I got done with it. But what really happened is my tablet went off for some reason. I set it on the arm of the couch, went to the bathroom, came back. It was off turned it back on and I was more concerned with the pages that I was working on for pay for my client than I was worried about the show. And oh yes, oh no is how I felt, baby. And I didn't even realize till the next day I lost that. And because for whatever reason, I don't know if the babies hit a button while I was in the bathroom or something and shut I don't know what happened hasn't happened to me before, but the computer shut off and it hadn't had a chance yet to upload everything to OneDrive and to back up all those files. So all of my fail safes that are built in, because not only does it save to my OneDrive, but then every night, everything on my OneDrive backs up to this big multi-terabyte hard drive that I have set up here, just so I've got triple checks of everything. But none of that works if it doesn't back up to OneDrive first. And I'm really surprised that there wasn't a saved version of it on the hard drive here. But there wasn't. Nope. No, 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 no. Uh, so, oh, heartbroken, baby. Heartbroken. Heartbroken. Don't even work anymore because it's broken. All right. Back to the drawing. Back to reality. Oh, there goes rabbit. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's adjust. Uh, 
bit. That did nothing. Because it's not very dark. All right. I'm hoping you guys can see what I'm doing. I got kind of a tall-faced fox here, but I want it to look unearthly. I want it to look unnatural. Like I want I need it to read fox, but I don't want it to read, you know, oh, that is a real animal. I want it to read like, you know, oh, this is this is this is a being that, you know, should perhaps be feared. I don't know. But, all right. It kind of looks like those wild dogs in Africa with the really big ears. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to tweak those ears. I swear, when I look at this screen, it doesn't look like this is showing up at all. But when I go back and watch the videos, I chop them up to feed the, endless machine of the TikToks, they're there. So I'm just working by faith, baby, that y'all can see what I'm laying down. Now let's draw in a head. Let's rough in some stuffs. We want to make this a pretty boy. Somebody who's maybe not so happy that he's a pretty boy because... He wants to be a tough boy. He's got such pretty eyelashes. Such high cheekbones. Everybody's like, oh, you should be a model. And he's like, no, I'm playing the NFL. No, no, baby, you're too pretty for that. We can't let your pretty face get smashed up. He's like, I don't want to be pretty. I want to be tough. It has some very kissable lips. So all the boys and girls are chasing after him. I'll tell you, that reminds me of a story. And you know, you, you know how your Uncle Fisher loves to tell stories. I'm a little bit afraid I might run out of stories at one point. But my wife just laughed when I told her that. I said, that ain't never going to happen. You got too many, son. That's what she said. Something to that effect. She may not have said it with the accent. She may not have called me son, but that's the way I remember it. And my story sounds better. But anyway, one of the characters that I am most excited to get to showcase because she's been in my gallery of characters for a long time is based off of a dear friend of mine that I used to work with. And she's just one of those people that you meet and you just like instantly click with and you meet them. And, you know, like, like when I first met like Sarah and Lori, it was like, Oh, Oh, okay. We're going to be best friends now. Okay. I understand. And, you know, cool. You just like some folks you just click with and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're friends. Yeah, absolutely. Ask me whatever you want. I'll I'll help you move your couch, no problem. And it was this way with my friend at work. Just instantly just became best friends. Great inspiration for each other. She actually encouraged me to uh 
try my hand at painting and to try painting murals, which a couple of years later was my full-time job. And like, I just, Oh, she was great. And, you know, she was a big fan of my artwork and uh, everything I was drawn was encouraging her to work harder and try harder. And I was sharing techniques and stuff with her. And like, we just had fun, like we had fun going shopping and stuff after work and, you know, like totally platonic, just really, instant best friends and you know not to sound sexist or anything it's not all about looks i've you know i don't really care about that per se but she just so happened to be the most lovely lady i've ever met in my life and like you know crazy supermodel pretty very tall, very thin, but also, you know, had a very nice curvy shape to her for being so tall and thin. She wasn't lanky, gigantic, right? Beautiful face. Like she was just the most beautiful woman I've ever seen. I love my wife dearly with all my heart. She is my pride and joy, but this wasn't, she, this was the prettiest woman I've ever known in real life. And Anyway, so we're good friends. We're always hanging out, but it drove me nuts. Everywhere we went, like every single guy is either glaring at her and staring at her. 90% of the guys, as soon as she walks by and they can't see her, are like and making all kinds of faces and doing all kinds of rude, nasty gestures and, you know, and like, motioning to me like oh yeah get some and i was like and i realized like we worked together all day we'd go hang out after work and stuff because you know both of our spouses didn't get off of work until later so we had time to kill before you know we go get dinner sometimes after work and she could not go anywhere without every man she interacted with coming after her and i had never seen that before you know like i've seen guys hit on girls I've seen guys, you know, make stupid gestures and say stupid things about girls as they pass by. I had never seen it to this degree before. And I had never, and all of a sudden I realized how sad this was that she could not go anywhere and ever trust any interaction with any guy because everybody always had ulterior motives all the time. And I was just blind to the fact that that's something that, you know, most ladies have to deal with all the time. And I just... Up until that point, I had never seen it so glaringly, obviously. And, and after that, it's become a pet peeve of mine, you know, when people act that way. And I hate it for anybody when you can't, you can't just trust people. You can't trust interactions. You know, same reason I feel bad for movie stars and rich people and stuff, because nobody's ever going to be honest with them. They're so surrounded by people whose paychecks depend on keeping them happy. They're never going to say, you know, maybe this is a bad idea. Maybe you shouldn't text that because you're going to get canceled. Maybe you shouldn't treat ladies that way. Nobody's going to correct you because, you know, everybody's like, oh, they were crazy. You know, you're amazing. You never make a mistake. And I hate that kind of thing. And seeing that, you know, she never got any peace ever inspired the creation of this character and 
you know, and this character is very beautiful and just generates these pheromones and stuff in between her minor psychic abilities and her pheromones and her looks. Everybody is attracted to her and basically nobody can say no to her. And, you know, it seems like it would be fun at first, but, you know, I'm sure most ladies out there can attest to that's not always fun when you have somebody scary that is attracted to you and, and won't take no for an answer. And people become eventually after being around her long enough and exposed to her long enough, they become basically zombies to her and will mindlessly come after her and won't stop. You know, she could go full evil and become, you know, this evil villain that, uh, you know, takes over the minds and has this horde of horny zombies following her around that will, you know, do whatever she says, but she's not that kind of person. She uses it to her advantage sometimes because it's impossible for her to like have a job. So she's kind of a grifter because, you know, she can't just show up for work without driving everybody crazy. And she is taken to wearing a hijab and stuff to cover her face and help hold in some of her pheromones until she wants to use it to her benefit and you know i i love the idea of writing this character that is so powerful but at the same time kind of trapped by those powers and you know can't can never just chill out and relax and, and let her guard down because you know if she does everybody in the building is going to go crazy and start coming after her and it's kind of an homage to my friend and what she had to deal with and, you know, inspired me to think about things a lot deeper and more than I had before. And once your uncle Fishy gets to thinking, he starts coming up with ideas. And next thing you know, we got stories to write and illustrate. And the one thing that bothered me about the whole story idea was up until I started drawing comics full-time for a living, I really did not think I would ever be able to do her justice in the looks for this character. You know, like I can draw a pretty woman, but I didn't think I could like really draw her pretty enough that it was believable that, you know, everybody was going nuts. But, you know, cause I didn't draw a lot of women before I started doing comics full-time just for whatever reason I didn't, you know, so many of my characters were guys and cause you know, so many, so many of my old characters, you know, were made when I was a teenager and angry and, you know, violent and whatnot. So these characters were angry, violent dudes wreaking havoc on the world and whatnot. So that's just the way it was. They were, most of them turned out to be guys. And then, you know, like my kids are looking up to, I had all boys before I got remarried. And so they mostly looked up to guy superheroes that they identified with and wanted me to draw them. And it just never happened to draw a lot of girls. And then I got a job working on the old Sentinels for Roy Johnson. And it was full of the ladies. 
And young Fishy was scared. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do a good job. That many ladies. Drawing one is easy. Drawing half of the team is ladies. And making it look like the same lady every time because I hadn't practiced that as much as guys. And, and making them all look like individual ladies and not just the same body and face over and over with different colored hair. I was intimidated. But, like I often say, once I switched over to doing comics full-time, my artwork jumped so crazy. The quality of my artwork just jumped up exponentially once I moved to drawing comics full-time. Because I've always drawn as my job, but there is a huge difference, boys and girls, between drawing one picture a day for a logo or a t-shirt or a sign or whatever and drawing you know six pages in a day with you know four to ten panels on each page with you know multiple characters in each one and multiple hands and faces and having to draw the same characters over and 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 i'm here to tell you that'll do it real quick that will change your skill set quickity quickity quick i got so much better than i ever did at any point in my career up to that katie says she finds getting a likeness right difficult for people absolutely it is a tricky thing because like like i said in one of the earlier shows like the face is designed to the mind is designed to recognize faces so if we get close our mind's like oh well that's a face but then like we know it's not the right face but our brain is making the connections and saying no 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 this is a face and it's the way our brain kind of jumps ahead of it and it's like no yes this is a face kind of overrides and it's hard to pick apart sometimes what exactly is wrong is are the eyes too big is the nose too long is it did i darken this too much and not you know oh it's it's tricky it's tricky Hmm, I need a pretty boy haircut. So what are we going to do, boys and girls? We're going to go to Google. We're going to look for a pretty boy haircut. Because I don't know what the pretty boys wear. Whoops. I was spelling it like I say it. That's no good. Uh. Okay, there we go. That's a dashing enough fella. I don't do a lot of curly hair on the gents. So, all right, all right. I see you, pretty boy. I see you, pretty boy. All right, let's turn that off and we'll go back to drawing over here. I'm going to add a little bit of them. Whoops. <laughs> drawing an invisible ink. Silly fish. Don't you know? I'm going to widen that nose just a little bit. And then we're going to give them a little doo-wops-a-doo. A little bop-sha-bop. Wham-a-lam-a-ding-dong.
a little pile of curl up here, a little bit over here. Gotta have a little swoop to do back here, you know. Cause it just ain't a fancy haircut if there ain't a swoop to do somewhere. That's what my hairstylist said, anyway. And I said, well, I ain't got enough hair to swoop nor dupe, so we're just going to have to go without it. She was disappointed. She understood. And then she coughed in my face. That was a very, very noisy haircut last night. And all she could talk about was the pus in her ears and the phlegm in her throat. And I'm just thinking, you shouldn't have come into work today. But that's the way it is. And that's the way it goes sometimes. People don't do what they oughta. They don't do what they should. There we go. We're going to give him very close eyebrows. That's one of the things that I picked up over the years that was very surprising to me and I didn't realize, but a lot, like, especially in the shorthand of drawing comics, you know, you got your eyes, shoop, shoop, boop, and where the eyebrows are in relation to that, like where the baseline for the eyebrow is, really makes a big difference in getting the likeness right. And I did not realize that at first because you know when you're learning to draw they tell you that all of this stuff is the same in everybody and all the measurements are the same and the faces in thirds and cut it in half and in half and in half and all this stuff and that's not really always the case with everybody like some people's baseline eyebrows are up here some people's are much higher and you can see much more detail above the eye and the eyelids and stuff and they have very large looking eyes in some people's eyebrows, like their baseline is right down here next to the eyes. And they do not have a large separation between their eyes and their eyebrows just in their baseline. And it often ends up making them with much squintier eyes looking and, you know, and that's okay. That's like some people look like that. And those little shorthands between, you know, somebody having nice big open eyes and, and high eyebrows at their baseline. And you can see all of the, you know, little folds and stuff over their eyes. And some people that are very close and you know, and then some people that are just basically squinting all the time, no matter what. And all of those different things end up giving you different looks and really helps quickly tell the difference between characters. Like I've got some characters that I draw regularly in other people's books that their eyes are basically just a line all the time. Like they're always squinting. I didn't realize until I got older that half the time I'm squinting in pictures and you can't really see my eyes. But some of us are like that. And so, you know, taking those little things and adding them into your characters real quickly makes them look cool. All right. Now I'm going to go off of 
pretty boy haircut. And I'm going to delete that, even though you can't see it. You're going to have to trust me. And I'm going to risk it and just look up pretty boy. Let's look up pretty boy clothes instead, because I'm afraid of where that's going to take me. Afraid of the feelings it's going to generate. Um, all right, that's a real mixed bag. What I'm getting, because I'm getting like toddler clothes and like hip hop clothes and not a lot of in between and some denim jackets. And some spiky dog collars. Yeah, that's kind of why I didn't want to. I didn't want to hear that necessarily because I didn't know where that was going to go. Um. All right. If we are somebody, if we are a very handsome boy that turns into a spirit fox and causes hallucinations in people, what do we wear? Do our clothes, do we leave our clothes behind when we transform? Do our clothes transform with us? I would kind of think like you would, you would leave your clothes behind. I would think, I mean, but we are talking like being a descendant of magical creatures. But then again, even if we're talking descendants of magical creatures, I would think the original magical creature would maybe have their clothes transformed with them or maybe their clothes are you know a magical construct on their human body and they're actually the animal um and their human body is is the disguise but when we're talking like fourth or fifth generation down the road i don't see that working katie says klaus from the umbrella academy series is a pretty boy you could look at what he wears well he is a pretty boy Let's see. Let's see if Klaus umbrella is enough. Yeah. Don't want to copy anything exactly. All of his looks are like very specific, like the guru look, the like Elvisy inspired look. The frilly collar coat, the fringe jacket, like they're all very, very specific. Hmm. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to be a smart fishy. I'm going to turn it over here. We're going to look at men's high fashion. Because they'll do all kinds of ridiculous things nobody will actually wear. And we'll find something really cool in there. Yeah, I'm going to give them that outfit. That's believable. That'll be fun to draw a thousand times in a comic book. I don't think so. Now, the jacket off the shoulders, the slender jacket off the shoulders, the baggy pants, the oversized belt, I could absolutely rock with that look. I mean, not maybe a sheer, but I could definitely rock with that look for sure. And that would be something that would be easy to come off. And yeah, 
Okay. All right. All right. Thank you for inspiring my ideas, Katie. Katie's the best. Katie's fixing to have to get on the green zone payroll. That's what they say. That's the word on the street from the lawyers that got involved. They said, I'm going to have to quit doing this show because Katie's inspiring too many of my ideas. She's coming from my IP. That's what the lawyer said. I said, not Katie. And they said, oh, yeah, she's done it before. She says, you know why you ain't seen Ronald McDonald on TV in years? Is because he's old-fashioned? No! Katie stole the IP. Now they can't use it anymore. She owns Ronald McDonald. So that's what the lawyers told me. I said, I didn't think Katie had, had it in her. I said, neither did Ronald. He's walking around without a big rubber nose now. I said, you don't want to play with old Katie. She'll steal the big floppy shoes off your big floppy feet. <laughs> and Uncle Fish needs his big floppy shoes because he got big floppy feet. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we had to cancel the show. Afraid of Katie stealing my IP. That's what did it, all right. They say you either live, you either die a hero, or you live long enough to have Katie steal your IP from you like Disney. Yeah. They say Netflix is even scared of her. They say they walk on eggshells around Katie. For the record, I have no idea why I say such ridiculous things. I just like to ramble. I like to ramble and say stupid stuff. Okay. We gonna apparently, we gonna have our drawers sticking up out of our pants. Because that's what the pretty boys do. <laughs> Katie says, under the advice of her lawyer, she admits to nothing. And I don't blame you, Katie. I don't blame you at all. Yeah, this looks like something that you could easily whip off and chunk in an alley when you're transforming into a a nudie animal to run around. Oh, 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 oh. that's not going to work that way, is it? Nope. I'm drawing a regular belt buckle on a crazy belt. Can't do that, Fishy. That's not the way crazy belts work. Crazy belts got their own sense of style. I'm going to guess that's how crazy belts work, because I don't know, but I dig it.
is a little too skinny. The jacket at least needs to have a little little hang to it. There's a little dagger in this wagon. We're going to give him a necklace that great-great-grandma passed down to him that helps harness that energy of the moon to make his spirit transformation, which gets a little harder with each generation as they move further down the line and closer to humanity. Because it just can't quit inbreeding with the humans. It's the bane of the spirit and the alien world. Horny humans always coming along trying to crossbreed with everybody. We won't give you equal rights, but we'll crossbreed for sure. Yeah. That's what we do. We always got a Captain Kirk situation. Kind of looks like an interview with the vampire dude instead of a fox dude, but I'm not one to throw stones at sexy boys. They'll get scarred up and sue me for it. <laughs> Woo! Thank you, Javon. I appreciate it. Javon loves a pretty boy, he says. <laughs> no, you're right. She's a real monster. Absolutely. Katie came in and drew one picture of a dragon for the Sonder, and now she owns the whole copyright trademark to dragons in general. They said, we cannot compete. She brought the smoke, and we all choked. That's what they say. If you want to draw a dragon now, you got to pay Katie 50 cents. 25 if it's a scribble on a napkin or less, but. Otherwise, you got to pay the full 50 cents. Katie will come after you and steal your Netflix password. She'll do it. The school of fish in no way authorizes or endorses Katie stealing your Netflix password. Just to, you know. All right, it's time to move on to the inks, boys and girls. We just a little over an hour, so we might be able to get this inked real quick. Let's see. We're going to throw a little, little black color to that layer so I know it's my ink layer and I can find it later. And we're going to drop that just a little bit. And maybe I made him a little too tall and skinny, baby. I mean, I want him tall and skinny. Sometimes there's too tall and skinny. That's why I got fat. <laughs> they said I was too tall and skinny. I couldn't be both. But it's America. You can be big and fat. So I said, all right. That's what I'll do. This is what happens when you're Uncle Fish. You don't have nobody to talk to. Gets a lot weirder on School of Fish than it does on, oh, Five Star Fridays because there's people to keep me in line over there. I got other stuff to do besides sit there and sit in a room by myself drawing and talking to myself. I got 
comments to post. I got Javon's to send invites to when somebody talks smack about his character. You know, stuff to keep me busy, not just talk nonsense all day. They tell me if you talk nonsense all day, people going to know you're crazy. And I said, we don't care. We don't care at all. I tell you, I'm realizing I'm going a lot slower on this show than I normally do. And it's not the talking. I'm putting a lot more detail into these drawings. I'm thinking them out a lot more when I'm doing it live on the show than I normally do in real life. Like normally I would have just put the lines for the face in and that would have been as far as I go. And I would be figuring out the face when I inked it. But now that I'm talking and I'm thinking and I'm trying to I'm trying to help give some advice and whatnot as I go, I'm getting this stuff so much more fleshed out than I normally would. And that's taken me about twice as long to draw some of these things as it normally would take me. Which is still fast, but I keep asking myself, like, why didn't I get that colored on the show? And that's because I'm I'm basically drawing it a whole extra time. And that takes some time. Been trying to wrangle somebody into being a producer for me on the show somebody that could come on at the same time and log in you know as the host and handle switching out the screens for me and you know going between the dice tower cam and switching between looking at you know the other screen when i'm looking stuff up or rolling for superpowers and all of that stuff because it's a bit much takes a lot of focus away from trying to draw fast and it would be a help but so far i have yet to find somebody that's got the same kind of free time at the same time of day as i do or where it's not like you know super crazy time difference or something I was hoping my daughter was going to be able to do it because she lives right here and she does her, her schooling from home on the internet. So it's like, well, she's already got the internet and she's right here. And she has good chunks of free time during the day, but her schedule keeps changing at school, which is really weird. But they, I guess because it's online school and they've kind of had a hard time finding consistent 
teachers that don't end up leaving for another job halfway through the class. Um, they just kind of take it as it goes and don't really care if they change up the schedule week after week. They're just glad to have somebody there to teach the class. And so it's hard to say, okay, we can do it every day, you know, or every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time when sometimes she has a class and sometimes she doesn't. I was talking to my daughter-in-law about it, but honestly, that's right in the middle of her work day. And she's like, I could probably see about changing my schedule. And I, I would love to have her help. But, you know, I don't want her to have to get in trouble at work or something trying to move her schedule around for this that's not going to pay a whole lot. Thank you, Katie. I'm glad you're loving it. I'm enjoying it. I'm thinking, I, I just keep thinking about the character I mentioned earlier. It's based on my friend and thinking, oh man, these two would make a really interesting love interest for each other. You know, with both of them like never being able to really trust anybody's reaction around them because of their powers, you know, thinking, well, maybe, maybe this is where we could find love because we, we know what it's like, you know, like two movie stars trying to make it work because they both understand what it's like to be in the public eye. But, you know, then eventually jealousy and, you know, whatnot gets in the way and, you know, not being able to deal with, but I've always been the star in the relationship. I know that's why Javon and Halle Berry didn't work out. She just couldn't handle, you know, the amount of tension he was getting with his comics. She was used to always being first. And some people just can't handle it, you know. I feel bad for both of them, really, because they had something special. But that's just the way things go. My phone keeps on dinging. I should have probably turned that dinger off. 
Yeah. You can't be on TV with your dinger on. That's what they told me, and I didn't listen. Next thing you know, I get caught just a dinging. Ain't no account. That's what they say. It's still going on. Tessa got some important news to share. Might be intended for me too. Because I was asking questions. As a naive fish is wont to do from time to time. When it comes to the curly hair, your Uncle Fishy's a firm believer in happy accidents. Let's just see what happens. Sometimes the brilliance, the people singing praises in the streets, and other times it's hot garbage and you gotta erase it and start over before they sing your praises in the streets. Such is the life of an artist. You never know when they're going to sing your praises in the streets. You just know it's going to happen at some point. <laughs> oh. Oh, your Uncle Fishy is a funny one. We still got five people watching old fishy sit here and draw a pretty boy fox man. I'm glad y'all are here. I'm glad we could share this in our own private little Uncle Fishy Club. We just sit around all day brushing our beards, laughing at our own jokes, drawing silly things. Got to talk in silly voices or it doesn't count. Because everybody needs a silly voice to talk in. That way you're not talking to yourself on the stream. You're talking to the silly voice. That's why Javon does it. 
God, I'm such a weirdo. The fox has to be serious because he's got the smolder going on. Gotta have that serious fox smolder. I don't know what colors I'm gonna do this fox because. I'm thinking like almost a stellar feel to it, really. I'm thinking something like that would be really cool. If it was like two different colors of Starfield or something that made up his look. Okay, let's make a brush a little bit bigger, boys and girls. Get a little braver, what we're doing here. Don't be afraid. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. Be easier to draw a fox if they weren't so freaking fuzzy. That's what they say about a lot of things. Katie wouldn't have these problems. Katie would be done. Katie'd say, you want a picture of a fox? I got 10 sitting in my room right now. Which one you want? Each one more photorealistic than the next. One of them so realistic looking, it bit me. Had to get rabies shot. But that's a story for another episode of School of Fish, only on the Agents of Geekdom Network, which you can follow along on the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Twitches, the Facebooks. All of the social places have it. I'm trying to figure out how to get it on to my TikToks, but that has proved unsuccessful so far. Sarah says, I have yet to really figure out how to draw fluff on an animal. Oh, yeah. it's You've got to find a cheat for it, especially if you're doing comics. You've got to find like some kind of texture cheat to make it read quickly because we don't all have Katie time. Fox is one of the things, one things I haven't managed to get too many photos of. I wish I could get more, but they are elusive. Tell me about it. You know how long it took me to track down this spirit fox to draw it? Psh, forget about it. 
Sarah says I have a cartoony sketch of a cat and a cowboy hat, and I abandoned it for ages because it just doesn't look right. I feel that. I feel that. I know how that goes. Okay. And we got a furry band here. I still try and break them down into shapes as best I can when I can. And then there's the furry band here that goes into the front of the legs. <laughs> Why is fur so hard to draw? Flips table. Well, if you hadn't have flipped the table, the table would have told you it just takes time and practice and takes a whole lot of mistakes before you get it right, before you figure out which one actually works for you. Oh man, I was, I was flat nervous when I first started working on five star because, you know, I, I had practiced drawing black people for sure. You know, the, the town I grew up in, <laughs> when I first moved there, the town I grew up in, the principal was like, you got a problem with black folks? And I was like, nope. And he's like, good, you outnumbered three to one, go to class. And was, seemed odd to me at first, but looking back, I understand why he asked and stuff now. Cause yeah, it was a, it was a, there's a lot of issues there at that school. Lots of issues for lots of reasons. But anyway, so I, I was used to drawing black faces. I had not yet gotten used to drawing black hair. And like, I only had a couple of little cheats in my back pocket, you know, and most of the, most of the people I knew had like flat top fades and stuff. And so like, it wasn't that complicated. And then all of a sudden uh, I'm getting sent these pictures for five star and he doesn't have exactly the same kind of haircut and whatnot. And it took a little practice and it took some trial and error and it took erasing a few hairdos before I finally got something that worked right and looked like what we were going for on the book. And, and now I'm actually quite proud of, you know, the amount of different hairstyles and face types and things that I've, I've learned to do consistently over the years now because, you know, you're always getting asked for something different. There's my lovely wife at the door. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get the inks finished before I get done here. My wife's got the day off for Valentine's Day. She's anxious for some fishing time. That's what she said. At least that's what I heard. <laughs> She said, uh-huh, and walked out the door. But what I heard is, you know it, big daddy. That's what I heard. That's the problem with men. We hear what we want to hear. Speaking of outrageous, terrible things that men do, because I know that was, that was exactly what we were talking about. 
Um, man, I was talking with my buddy J Man the other day. Y'all know J Man. He's a friend to all of the streaming world and all of the comics fans. He's a huge comic enthusiast, supporter of all our books, such as Green Zone and Five Star and Emerald Quests and Unlikely Heroes Studios with the Power Brokers and the Supers and the whatnots. And we all know the J Man. We were chit chatting and he was talking about some movies that he had picked up and got to talking about uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I was like, you know, I've never watched that. I've always meant to. My ex really hated old movies and never wanted to, you know, sit through it and get mad anytime I tried to watch something like that. But I always wanted to give it a shot. So I was like, yeah, let, let's watch that. I know Mickey Rooney was, you know, ashamed of his performance in that, but I can look past that and try and judge the movie on a whole. I was extremely unsettled by the common portrayal of men in that movie. And like, I know it wasn't an unrealistic portrayal of men. I know guys that have acted like this, but it just made my skin crawl to see these dudes just beating on her door because I bought you dinner and I paid you 50 bucks for this and that. And you got to let me in, baby. And oh, it's so upsetting. I have this urge to be immediately good at the projects I attempt or else I abandon them. I've been told this is an ADHD thing. It absolutely is because Yonka Fishy's got the same thing. Oh, let me tell you. ADHD and art. I'm here to tell you. The expecting to be perfect at something when you first start is a real problem. And I was... Oh, so good at drawing in the beginning. And like, I was only a little better than everybody else, but I was better. Like, and that only meant like in kindergarten, I could draw a better dragster out of a triangle and two circles because I'd draw an extra circle for a helmet and I'd draw a little squiggle at the backs for dirt. So that made mine better. And I was a better artist and everybody went on about how great my art was, which made me want to do it more. I was instantly good at it. I was always better than everybody else because I hyper-focused it hyper-focused on it and put more effort into it. And then, you know, we decided to try our hands at sculpting. And because I had spent so much time drawing and so much time thinking about the face in three dimensions, when we started sculpting the first time, I automatically sculpted a pretty dang good face of the hobgoblin that, I mean, looked exactly like him. Yeah, maybe the proportions were hair off, but, you know, I was in junior high. And it looked great. I was awesome at sculpting from the get-go, so I've always loved sculpting, and I thoroughly enjoy it. It's one of my true passions. And then we decided, well, it's time to paint. I've been watching Bob Ross paint for years. This is going to be easy. Get Go to painting class. I got the brushes. I got the stuff there. They're, we're walking through this simple painting of trees, and I was like, dude, I want to paint a fantasy landscape with trees and dragons and knights and shining armor and horses and all this stuff. I was like, no, we're going to do these trees. I was so mad I almost walked out, but I sat there and I followed his stupid instructions and I did everything just the way he said to do it with his big stupid face. And my painting turned out absolute trash. It was garbage. I threw my brushes down. I was like, painting sucks. I'm no good at it. It's the one thing I can't do. I'm going to forget it. And I'm going to go back to drawing and sculpting. I did not touch painting again for years until I met that friend that I told you about. She's like, it's really easy 
all you got to do is this, 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 and this. And I started teaching myself how to use the tools. I started learning little tips and tricks. And next thing you know, it was easy. Next thing you know, I was making my living painting murals. And I was kicking myself because I could be so much better a painter now if I hadn't given up that first time. If I had just told myself, okay, I suck for now. If I had remembered how crappy my little dragster was in kindergarten and not look at it with the rose-colored glasses of, oh, I was the best artist in kindergarten, I would say, you know what? It's okay to suck. I'm going to suck the first 50 times, but I'm going to get better each time, and eventually I'm going to be pretty good, and then eventually I'm going to be damn good. But I let myself get stopped because I wasn't perfect the first time, and I spent years not practicing seeing a skill that I ended up getting pretty good at making a living off of. So don't give up just because it's hard the first time. I know it sucks and it doesn't give you the dopamine hit you want, but you can get there. Trust me. Sarah says, I forgot it's commercialized gift to your partner day. I'm thinking about making a cake. Woo, baby. Everybody loves cake. Cake is a good present. Cake keeps them fat and happy. That's what you want right there. Absolutely. Make them a cake. It'd be ecstatic. Good old hell yeah on the don't give up and keep trying. You got it. Man, that's what we got to do. All right, let's see. Let's demaximize myself so we can get back and finish up the inks on this real quick. And because the wifey's got the day off and she don't get a whole lot of those. So we're going to have things to do and places to go and people to see and chores to be done and probably bills to be paid or storage units to be cleaned or all kinds of fun stuff on this commercialized gift to your partner day as Sarah puts it which is kind of funny oh Sarah the cynic that's what they call her on the streets That or Big Bad Leroy Brown. But usually Sarah the Senate. It depends on the neighborhood. It depends on her history. You know, it depends if you grew up with her or if you've just, you know, met her recently. Whether it's Sarah the Senate or Big Bad Leroy Brown. Like all kinds of people call me Uncle Fish, Mr. Fish. Hey, you're that old dude from Mr. Fish Comics. Yes, I are. Yes, I are. It's weird. I, like, I've started getting recognized at Comic Cons and stuff, and like, oh, hey, I follow you on Twitch or, or TikTok or Instagram or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Cool. Thank you. Uh, but started getting recognized at other places like got recognized at barnes and noble and that was crazy that was a lot of fun um a little weird didn't think that was gonna happen but it was fun but like most people know me as uncle fish or mr fish or mr fish comic something like that it's only the ogs from back in my thug days that know me as fishy poo you know that's back when i was a hard ass back when i was living and dying by the blade Old fishy poo struck fear in the hearts of 
thugs all around South Arkansas. Let's see. I made a habit of telling my nieces and nephews that the first step being good at something is to suck at it. Absolutely. You got to be willing to suck at it. I tell people all the time with, uh, you know, when they're asking me about like, oh, I want to make a comic, but I'm afraid it's going to suck. Yeah, it's going to suck. Make it. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be one of your favorite books. You're going to kind of cringe when you look at it in 20 years. But the more you make, the better you will get. And you've got to make those mistakes before you're going to get any better. The best way you're going to learn is by putting a mistake into print and then being like, oh, crap, I wish I would have fixed that. You won't make that same mistake again. Trust me on that one. And absolutely, you got to be okay with sucking. you got to. Katie says, I have no partner, but I bought a cake anyway. That's all right. Love yourself, baby. You can have cake. Hands down. Treat yourself. One of those has a better theme song. I don't even remember what we're talking about. Let's see. Katie says, people seem to think that I've always been able to paint like this. There were a lot of years of my art sucking. Practice is the key. Lots and lots of practice. It drives me up the wall when people are like, oh, your art is a God-given gift. Oh, I wish I had that. No, you wish art was easy. That's what you really wish. Like, I have a couple of God-given gifts. My brain runs a lot faster than other people's, which gives me Tourette syndrome, and sometimes I can't walk, talk, or see, and sometimes I have trouble feeding myself, but also makes me very fast and very creative, and I can come up with a lot of ideas very fast. I can talk very fast, and, you know, I knock out several pages a day where some people knock out a couple pages a week. Um that is a gift in the way my brain works. My brain also can conceptualize and envision things in three dimensions and spin them around in my mind where other people don't have that gift. I understand that everybody's brains work differently. When we all say apple, some people just know what an apple is, but they don't see anything in their head. Some people see a childish, you know, ABC drawing of an apple. Some people see a rough 3D apple. Some people see a fully realized apple from their mind's history that they can spin in 3D and take bites out of in their mind. That's the way my brain works. So it makes it easier for me to turn things in my head and see what it would be like from a different angle, things like that. Um, that is a gift with the way my brain works. I was the most talented artist in kindergarten with the little dragster with the triangle and the two circles for wheels. Everything after that dragster is 40 plus years of hard work and study every single day. And I would not be the artist that I am if I hadn't put in all that work. That didn't just happen to me. That wasn't just a gift that I was born with. It didn't just happen by accident. That was a lot of hard work. You know, being able to come up with creative ideas might be a gift, but everything else is, is hard work and practice. Sarah says, Katie's too picky. I've asked her to marry me probably hundreds of times. She always says no. Well, there's also, there's the distance thing. You know, that's a problem too. Got to admit, cross the pond and all. I really don't have much of a mental image stuff. I wish I could picture what stuff looks like clearly in my head. See, and that's another perfect example. Just because you don't have that same gift that I have 
you are an amazingly talented artist. And I have known like one of the best artists that I've ever met in my life is a local guy, paints photorealistic wildlife and stuff, paints photorealistic portraits of people. He's painted thousands of faces over his career. He is so freaking talented. But like when I was sitting with him, we were talking one day and I just sketched out a face. He was amazed. Like, how did you do that? And I was like, you know, it's just, I know what a face looks like. And I just added some unique features from him. I was like, just draw a face. And he's like, I don't have a picture to look at. And if he does not have a photo to look at, he can do nothing. He cannot create an image in his mind. He cannot combine images in his mind the way I can. Like I could say, oh, that fox in the, on the image looks cool. Let me rotate him, you know, 80 degrees and let me stretch him out and make him taller and longer. I'm going to change his tail. I'm going to move his face and I'm going to do this. No, he cannot imagine any of that. He cannot see anything in his mind's eye. He has to have like a photo of wildlife or something to work off of to reproduce it. And it blew my mind because at the time I didn't know people couldn't do the thing that I can do. But even without that gift, and that's a small gift. That's not a major thing. That is not, oh, I'm better than everybody else because my mind can do that thing. That's a relatively small little trick that my brain can do. Other people, Some other people's can't. That doesn't stop everybody from being able to be an awesome artist. And then there's the argument of, you know, people say, oh, well, so-and-so's been doing art for 20 years and he's just as bad as he ever was. Practicing the same sucky thing over and over again and not bothering to learn to get better is very different than, you know, putting in the effort every day to learn. My art is constantly growing. My art has little changes from book to book because I'm always growing and learning more about anatomy and clothing folds and facial folds and, you know, what makes somebody look Korean as opposed to Japanese and blah, blah, blah. Like I'm constantly learning and growing and challenging myself. So my art's constantly getting better. If I didn't do that, I would still draw like I do in high school. Katie says, I can draw horses without looking at them, but I think a lot of it's muscle memory. Absolutely. After you've done it a thousand times, it's not hard anymore. Like that's why I can draw faces all the time. Cause I've practiced it more than just about anything. I can't visualize things. I want to draw to the way you can, but I have a good talent for coming up with unorthodox solutions to problems, not strictly art talent, but it comes in handy. Absolutely. It's come in very, the fact that my brain works the way it does and I can see things in three dimensions has made it incredibly easy for me to pick up things like carpentry and cabinet building and wall framing and things. And while everybody else on this church project to build a new closet in this place is looking at me dumbfounded that I can just throw this stuff together in my brain and draw it out on paper, like it's a gift that I can use in several different ways. I just happen to have exercised it in my art more than anything else because I've practiced that for 40 years. But I'm creeping up on almost two hours, and my wife is anxious, and she's been in there three times to tell me it's time. So I'm going to get off of here. And what would you know? Your amazing Uncle Fishy finally made an outro that not only says goodbye and thank you for watching, but advertises the other amazing shows that you can watch right here on the Agents of Geekdom Network. So you should subscribe and follow and like on whatever platform you're on so that you don't miss out on all the awesome stuff. Hit the little bell on YouTube and you'll get little notifications. Hey, Uncle Fishy's fixing to come on, baby. 
So we need to get on so we don't miss the dice tower at the beginning. Uh, anyway, love you guys. Thank you for showing up. And I will see you Thursday.